Almost noon on a Monday, and it's as cold as ice to me. As ice. Oh boy, here we go. It is a Monday, and you are listening to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and occasionally a whole lot more than that, too. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 200. And 80 for Monday, January 10th, 2021. And yes, it does feel like January. Well, we woke up this morning after seeing a a bit of a thaw. I guess you'd call it a mini thaw in Northeast Ohio. After we saw the lake effect snow from late in the week essentially disappear very quickly uh, going into Saturday and Sunday with the rain on Saturday, Saturday night, and then early Sunday morning, it pretty much all vanished, but it looks like it's coming back with another round of lake effect for those of you that are listening to Weather Jazz from Northeast Ohio. But let's talk about the cold pattern. This is kind of a new pattern. It still is protean in the sense that From time to time and periodically, we will be seeing some little mini breaks, just like the ones that we saw this past weekend when we went from six or seven inches of lake effect snow down to nothing by Saturday night with the rain. And then we're back in the cold pattern today. So a quick look at some of the long range teleconnections that we look to for maybe some clues or hints as to what the winds aloft will be doing. And for right now, while there are some variations to each, the PNA, the Pacific North American Oscillation, the AO, the Arctic Oscillation, and the NAO, the North American uh, Oscillation, basically falling in a cold pattern. And we're going to average colder than normal now for the rest of this month for areas east of the Mississippi, right through the end of January. And periodically, we're going to see some really interesting intrusions of some very cold air. So we had that pattern this morning, kissing parts of the northern states. This morning in Minnesota, I think Minnesota for the last week or two has been getting kissed by some of these, uh, maybe a little more periodically than the rest of the country. And this morning was no uh, exception to that pattern. Let me share with you some of the overnight low temperatures according to some of the sites in Minnesota this morning. By the way, I'm going to post a map on weatherjazz.com 
with the zero line from this morning, which uh, digs pretty far south into the Northern Plains states. Given the fact that places like Park Rapids and Foston get down to 27 below zero, Little Falls, Minnesota, 29 below zero this morning. Now, bear in mind, this is without wind chill. This is what people have been reading on their backyard thermometers this morning. Longville, Minnesota, 31 below zero. And the granddaddy cold spot this morning belongs to Badura, B-A-D-O-U-R-A, Minnesota, north central Minnesota. They got down to 34 below zero. Again, that map, if you want to check it out, is on weatherjazz.com, episode number 280. Now let's move to New England because I want to highlight what's happening on the summit of Mount Washington. Always an interesting place weather-wise. They have the world's wildest weather for a variety of reasons. And maybe one of these episodes, maybe even the next one, we'll talk about why that is. Why does Mount Washington whose summit reaches 6,288 feet into the atmosphere. I mean, when you talk about mountains of the world, that's really not all that high. It is the tallest peak in New England, but it has the world's worst weather. Why is that? There's a reason. And uh, maybe we'll even pick that up on uh, Science Wednesday. I think that would be a pretty decent topic. But Mount Washington, this morning, 11 degrees below zero. Now, that's not as cold as minus 34. Remember, though, there's no wind in Minnesota because that's radiational cooling doing its thing. So you don't have uh, much of a wind chill impact. Then again, you don't really need one at minus 34. Minus 11, the summit of Mount Washington, As of this recording, the wind is not calm. Well, sometimes it is. (laughs) That would be rare. But uh, this morning, the wind is northwest, sustained, 81 miles an hour, gust to 91. Their gusts at midnight last night did reach 105 miles per hour. So what does that bring the wind chill temperature to? 56 degrees below zero is what it felt like this morning in or on the summit of Mount Washington. And obviously, it's not a, a very friendly mountain to climb in the winter. I think that there are very, very, very few people that even try that. You would need special equipment, really, to be able to do that. And with winds gusting close to 100 miles an hour, I would imagine that uh, just walking Uh, would be really quite a chore. Okay, let's take care of one more item before we take a quick break, and that is snowfall. Obviously, we did see some lake effect snow at the tail end of the week, but we need a whole lot more to bring our normals anywhere northeast Ohio, anywhere close to normal, anywhere close to where we should be at this time of year. Hopkins Airport for the season, and this does not include the snow that uh, we are seeing today. So we'll have to wait for those numbers to come in. I don't think it's going to be significant at Hopkins Airport. 
So for the season, up to midnight last night, six inches, that's it. And we're 16 inches below normal prorated for today's date. Akron Canton, believe it or not, yeah, this is an interesting story because Akron Canton for the last number of winters has ended up with more snow total for the season than Cleveland Hopkins Airport. And they are still ahead of us for this season. They're at 7.4 inches, so they're 8.6 inches below normal. Youngstown has had almost one foot, 11.9 inches for the season. They are 13.5 inches below normal, prorated for today's date. Mansfield, 3.7 inches. They're over a foot below normal. Will we catch up? Well, the deeper and deeper we go into January and February, the harder that is to achieve. However, in this pattern, it wouldn't surprise me that we're going to eat away at these numbers at least a little bit. So we'll probably see the deficits come down closer to normal for some and maybe even hitting normal for others. Okay, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about Great Lakes ice total, Lake Erie ice total, and also some great research that was done by my colleague Scott Sable, the morning meteorologist on WJW Television. I will share a link and talk about his research on wind chill coming up after the break. And we're back. And let's talk about that Great Lakes ice total because we are running behind. I will try to include some graphs that might be helpful if you're keeping track of ice cover on Lake Erie. So far, the Great Lakes ice total, in other words, the total area of all five Great Lakes combined that is covered with ice right now is at 7.1%. Hmm. Right now, the Lake Erie total, just Lake Erie isolated, is at about 10%. And it looks like it'll hit about 20% this week with the deep chill that we have going on right now. All of these numbers below the normal, below the mean. But with this kind of a pattern, uh, we may catch up. That has happened a lot when we've had slow starts and warm starts to the winter vis-a-vis the above normal temperatures that we enjoyed in December, or those of you that like white Christmases and really didn't get to see much of anything that uh, we would rather forget. <laughs> you know, it does happen because it's interesting the number of people that even the, the cold and the snow haters, the ones that really do not do well with the cold and the snow they still like snow for Christmas and Christmas Eve. Uh, that That's a given. There's just something about Christmas Eve and Christmas Day that snow is okay on those two days, but that's about it. Well, we will watch the Great Lakes ice cover and total with great interest as we head into this winter. And of course, you can get all the basics right here on weatherjazz.com as things develop. Let's Talk about wind chill, though, because this morning, Scott Sable put on his blog, and you will find a link on weatherjazz.com, a whole slew of data that uh, he went digging into in terms of wind chill hours. Now, you can do this virtually for any city 
that you have interest in doing so. And I believe that Scott has a link on his blog so that you two can kind of play with those parameters if you want. But he did it for Hopkins Airport because really thus far, have we seen any wind chill temperatures below zero? And the answer is no. We're getting close today. I'm looking at wind chill readings right now, and the coldest that I see anywhere is three. Lima has a wind chill value of three degrees above zero right now. And Lorraine Illyria with a west wind 16 gusting to 25 and a temperature of 18. They've got a wind chill value of three. Hopkins Airport wind chill value four. Burke Lakefront six. Akron Canton wind chill seven. So we've not hit that zero point yet. So Scott got busy. And he thought, okay, it's time to look at every single winter in terms of the number of hours spent in the windchill category below zero and to really accent some of the cold years. He also looked at the number of hours spent below minus 20 Fahrenheit and minus 30 Fahrenheit. Truly fascinating graph. It's in graphical form. Again, the links to Scott's blog will be on weatherjazz.com episode number 210. All right, let's dig into the specifics. Now, it's always kind of fun to pull out those years that were at least memorably cold, exceptionally cold, that our memories tell us, hey, this would be a good year to pull in as a comparison. And Scott did do that by including... 1976 to 1977, the very famous year, the big blizzard in Ohio, and it was just overall a very cold year east of the Mississippi and the Northern Plains. The total number of hours below zero at Hopkins Airport for that entire winter, 2,125. Now, that's a lot of hours. How about below the minus 20 Fahrenheit mark? That was 245 hours. Now, I I know that there are going to be a lot of numbers that I recite here, but if you want to get beyond the numbers, go to the link to Scott Sable's blog so that you can see some of the data that he compiled in graphical form because it may assist you in kind of seeing what we are seeing here. The most recent year that had an exceptional year of very cold windchill temperatures below the minus 20 was 1993-1994. That was my fifth year here in Cleveland. And I was in my approaching mid-30s. 248 hours spent below the minus 20 mark. Compare that to 245 hours in that famous year of 1976-77. Now, the total number of hours below the zero mark didn't come anywhere close to the 2,000, but uh, when you examine the really deep chill where the, the wind chills really go to values that are what we may call brutally cold, that would certainly apply. Okay, what about this year? So far, as I mentioned, as I may have mentioned, I'm not sure if I did yet, But we haven't seen a single 
hour spent below zero in the wind chill value. Will that change? Oh, yeah, I have a hunch it will. Last winter was an interesting winter because it also is a, a good comparison. Now, remember, the 1976 to 1977 winters had 2,125 hours below zero. Last winter, in other words, 2020 to 2021, we had a grand total of only 65 hours where the wind chill temperature went below zero. Obviously, just a sliver of the year that we had between 1976 and 1977. We have to go back to three winters ago to see something that is uh, uh, perhaps a little more notable in that same category, 669 hours. In 2013-2014, we had 578 hours, not as many as three winters ago, but those hours, out of those 578 hours, 36 of them were spent at minus 30 and colder. 36, that's a pretty decent amount. So again, we have lots and lots of numbers that we can chop up and look at, but graphically is probably going to be the easiest way for you to ingest this instead of just looking at all these numbers that I just spewed out. Certainly there is something worthy of doing that, but there's something also Uh, about grabbing all of this data and graphically putting it on a a kind of comparative chart. And that's exactly what Scott Sable did, taking a look at wind chill hours. Will we catch up? That is still yet to be seen. We could see easily our first below zero wind chill temperatures as we head into tonight and tomorrow. And perhaps again, I'll give you a quick little update when we reconvene on Wednesday. I'll try to put some interesting uh, facts together about Mount Washington, too. Um, I have climbed up Mount Washington a number of times. I've also gone up on the Cog Railway, for those of you familiar with that. It's actually a train that goes up the mountain. And uh, that is an interesting experience indeed. More on that maybe on Wednesday. In the meantime, I will let you stay warm because the next 48 hours will certainly challenge us that way. And it looks like with this pattern, that may happen a number of times between now and the end of January. Now, if you have a question or a topic suggestion, I welcome your input. You can reach me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com via email and also now via voicemail. Thanks to the supporters that we have at the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. Again, 234-525-5888. Use it anytime you like, even if it's just a call to say hello. And I had one. Uh, Perhaps I'll share that on Wednesday. Somebody uh, who is uh, sitting at home enjoying Weather Jazz and uh, getting over uh, the uh, most recent bout, it sounds like, of COVID. So, Our well wishes to you. You know who you are. Our very best. And uh, we're certainly prayerful that you're going to have a phenomenal recovery week as you go through this week. 
stay warm and we're going to see you on Wednesday. Get ready. Put on your mountain uh, climbing shoes <laughs> and, and heavy winter gear. Obviously, it's not something we want to do in the winter, but maybe we can do it electronically right here on Weather Jazz by heading up Mount Washington on Wednesday. We'll see you then. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz